Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. All right, do you ever get to the end of the day and think, what happened? Like, wow, today I woke up with so much promise. I did all the things in my happiness formula. I got up early, I ate well, I spent time outside, but something went wrong. And here it is tonight and I'm laying in bed and the world is crashing around me and I'm mad and this isn't fair. And now this is just crap. I hate my life, I hate it all, right? Does this sound familiar? Uh, Like as moms and just women in general, we've gotten so good at controlling the controllables, right? But then there's that other 20% of the day that is just totally out of our control. It might be your kid's behavior. It might be your husband's mood. It might be your car's reliability, that client's budget. It's just that X factor, that 20% X factor that you have absolutely zero control over. And today it blew up in your face. And now the day is just blown, right? So all that unforeseen crap came up, those crappy situations, and it ruined it all. It sucks, especially for those of us who plan and strategize and put a lot of effort and energy and time into making sure the day runs smoothly, making sure the kids have their lunches and you're on time to soccer and you're bringing your hummus and carrots because you want to eat well and you want to, you know, get rid of that summer fluff. You're doing all the things, but something came up and the day sucked in the end, okay? So today I'm so excited to dive into this episode because if this is the situation you find yourself in day after day, I have a life raft for you. You're treading water, you're doing all the things, but you end the day still feeling so frustrated by all that X Factor stuff. And you're just so exhausted because you've been treading water all day and trying not to drown, right? This episode is your life raft that you can climb onto and relax and just ride the waves of life without attaching an intensity of emotion to every wave. So what we're going to do today is basically take the power away from this crappy stuff that goes wrong every day. You can't stop these things from happening, but you can stop your reaction. Take back your power, or as I'm going to talk about today, change the way that you react. In this episode today of She Just Glows, the podcast, I've got a few things for you. I'm going to share what to do with those things you just can't control and how to stop them from ruining your day, how to stop what I call the tsunami effect of negatives. 
I'm also going to share four guardrails for stopping your muscle memory in the moment to harness the situation and make sure that these unforeseen circumstances don't bulldoze your day because your joy and peace of mind are so much more important and so much more valuable and they need to be protected. And I actually have something called one second joy insurance. It's a one second thing that you can do in the midst of all of these triggers and it helps so much. It makes all the difference. So I'll I'll explain that too, just hang on with me. So before I go any further, I just wanna say hi. Thank you for being here. If you don't know me, a really quick intro. I'm Janie Porter. I'm a wife and mom of four kids. They're all in elementary school. Actually, we go back to school now. And for the first time ever, they are all in school all day. Actually, this is our second year of that. I'm telling you, it is magic. And I need to enjoy it before my oldest goes on to middle school, right? So this is like the sweet spot. Anyway, it's my heart and passion to remind you that you're not alone in the struggles of not only motherhood, but just being a woman trying to do it all in our performance-based culture. It's really a performance-obsessed culture, wouldn't you say? I'm a writer. I've been writing for years over on shejustglows.com, and I'm also a joy coach. And I help women just like you basically uncover the spark in their lives again through private and group coaching. And if you're interested in working one-on-one, I will say this is an excellent time to get on my schedule as we get ready to dive back into the school year. I actually have a lot of availability right now because, well, it makes sense, right? Most of my clients are moms and moms are busy at the end of summer. So not a lot of people are scheduling their sessions with me, which works out really well for you. So if you've been thinking about this, it's a great time to hop into private coaching. Head on over to the coaching page on my website, shejustglows.com. You can learn more about, um, you know, what I offer and and getting connected there. All right. So if you've been here for a little bit of time, you probably know I really love my car. I drive a Suburban and I've been driving a Suburban for almost 10 years now. I've been through three of them, actually. I got to say the first one was the best because we bought it used and it's just one of those old, I don't want to call it a clunker, but you know, like the old washing machines that don't have all the digital and the buttons and all the blah, blah, blah. This car didn't have any blah, blah, blah. It just got me from point A to point B, and it was just a great Suburban. I love that thing. Now I have this really fancy one, which is nice. You know, it's like the door runners electronically go out whenever I open the doors. The seats have warmers. They also have air conditioning, which I don't even know what that's about or why you need air conditioning on your butt. But it's got that. It's got all the digital and screens, and it doesn't actually even have a DVD player. So you use your phone to play videos. I don't even know how to do it, honestly. My kids get mad at me because I'm like, where's the DVD, you know, place I can put the DVD in? (laughs) I got to do it through my phone. This is just too much. So I really don't even use the movie function of the Suburban. But anyway, I have this really fancy Suburban now. And I got to tell you, through my 10 years of having this car in different versions of it, I've never been in a crash, never hit anything. You know, it's a big car, but I've never hit a light pole. I've never hit a bike, never hit a person. I've never hit anything, right? Never been in in a car accident in my Suburbans. But back in February, we were glamping with some other families. You know, glamp. Have you guys heard of that term glamping? It's kind of funny, really. So there's this ranch near us um, in the Tampa, Florida area. 
basically what glamping is, is you're paying like 500 bucks a night to be in what is basically a permanent tent with a couple beds and your whole family. And it's togetherness and it's fun, but it's a little bit of a step up from camping, although camping's basically free. So I feel like that's a win. Um, and I don't understand why it's so expensive to do this glamping experience. Why am I gonna spend 500 bucks a night to sleep in a glorified tent? when I can do that and be at the Waldorf with my family if I want to. But anyway, it was for the experience. It was with our friends. It was a fun time. So we're at this glamping slash camping spot. I parked my Suburban and then I didn't use it for a few days. And so at the end of our two night stay, I packed up the kids and I went to pull out of our parking spot. And over our few days of being there, I'd forgotten that um, there was a small fence on the right side of my car. And I, I crunched it as I pulled out to the right to try to leave this glamping spot. I heard this like sound. It was like one second long. I reversed the car, trying, thinking, oh, this couldn't have been that much damage. And this fence was demolished and the side of my car was pretty messed up, okay? I actually posted a picture of it um, at the post on my site at shejustglows.com. I always do, um, when I do an episode here, there's always a corresponding post over on my site if you prefer to read. So my first reaction was, well, what? I got to get upset and angry and mad, right? Or maybe maybe I'll even cry. I don't know. Like, this is upsetting, right? It was like this crappy thing had happened, and now my muscle memory had kicked into gear. It was telling me I'm supposed to feel a certain way. I'm supposed to be really upset or maybe even, like, outraged, you know? This would cost a lot of money to fix. This would be inconvenient. This would be a pain. This was such a huge mistake, right? So we all have some version of this story, don't we? We've got everything, everything's going fine, and then like something pops up in the day that is crappy, and now what, right? So in that moment, I said, no. I'm not gonna get upset about this. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. It's just nothing to be upset about. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it was embarrassing. All my friends ran over like, what happened? Ah! And I'm just sitting there looking at the side of my car, which of course it got like, a, it got both doors, first of all. I'm telling you, it was like a one second screech. How does it do this much damage? You know, of course it has to touch, the damage touches like a maximum amount of components in my car, right? Isn't that always how it goes? But I just said, I can't muster the negative energy that it's going to take for me to get upset about this. I'm going to take a pass. So then I kind of cringed because I need to call my husband, right? So I'm kind of like dialing the phone and I have half the kids in my car, half the kids are in his car. And the kids in my car are like, oh, dad's going to be mad, you know? And, and to my surprise and delight, he basically said, don't worry about it. Let's move on. It was an accident. Take it to the mechanic when you can, right? That was it. 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 It didn't ruin my day. My car could still run. So all that was really required in that moment was putting a line item on my calendar to make a call about getting my car fixed on Monday. That was it. It was a crappy situation, but I did not invest emotion in it. It had happened. I could not control it. I could not rewind. Don't you wish in so many instances in life it was that simple? Just rewind and replay. Kind of like this podcast. I just 
start the same sentence over again, and when I go back and edit, I can just take out the part where I stuttered or whatever, right? It wouldn't it be so nice if life worked that way. But what I did was something really huge, and we all have the power to do this. I made the choice to save my amazing energy that day for something that actually deserved it. I handled it neutrally, and then I moved on. Now, I tell you this story not to say this is how I handle every situation, okay? There are plenty of times, I mean, my kid can look at me wrong and it's enough to send me into a tailspin. I'm not saying this is how I react with every negative situation that comes my way. You know what really gets me lately? This always happens in summer. Just the lack of gratitude from my kids. It will sabotage my entire day if I let it. So I have to be on guard from these little triggers right? In my life. And it's really important to keep them in check because often what can happen is basically one thing goes wrong, like my kids showing a lack of gratitude or I crash my car. And before we know it, everything is wrong. You know what I mean? One thing goes wrong and then everything is wrong. I call it the tsunami effect. So here's an example. You were having a great day, minding your own business, having a wonderful day with sunshines and butterflies. And then you get into a fight with your husband. Okay, one bad thing, right? What often happens is that one thing becomes a slew of negatives in your mind if you don't stop it. As you go through the day, your negative thoughts continue manifesting. Now it's just not, I got in a fight with my husband. It's your kids are bad kids. You're fat. You hate your job. You have no friends. You have no clothes. Life is boring. You're not inspired. Like everything just tags onto the list. It's that tsunami that started as, what starts tsunamis? An underwater earthquake, right? That tsunami just becomes a larger and larger wave that is going to simply crush and demolish your entire day. It's going to overtake anything and everything. It's that huge wave that just takes on a mind of its own. And what was one negative thing, the fight with your husband, your brain is now gone and made everything negative. And now it's this huge, unstoppable tsunami. So how do you negate that tsunami effect? It's really simple. You just stop it at the source. You recognize that that first bad thing that happened can be the only bad thing that happens in the day. It's really not that powerful at all. So this episode's really about taking your power back from when stuff happens in your day and you want to just throw in the towel. You don't need to let it ruin your day or become a backdrop of negative thoughts about everything in your life. Why? So what I wanted to do today is share a few ideas that might help you when you encounter crappy situations like when I crashed my car. I've got a few ways to, I don't know, let's stay on this analogy. Keep the car in neutral instead of driving off the cliff, right? Four guardrails for not letting everything life throws at you, and it will, veer you off course from the life you truly desire. We know life is going to throw things at you every single day. How will you respond? How will you respond? 
And that's what I want to dive into now. All right. So I couldn't have prevented hitting the fence. I mean, that's not totally true though, right? I mean, I technically could have. I totally could have, but I didn't. I forgot the fence was there. It had been a few days since I parked my car. It's a big car. I couldn't see the fence from my driver's seat, and it happened. It was definitely a crappy situation that could have sidelined my joy for the day, right? Or for the week. The first guardrail to navigating crappy situations neutrally, I want to share with you here, and you may not like it, But that first guardrail I want to share is a big one. Make the choice to not be triggered. And now I'm going to say something really crazy that you will probably not agree with at first. But I want you to hear me out. Because I really believe in 99% of situations, being triggered is a choice. In that moment when my car hit the fence and emotions were high and I was scared and I was like, what is that sound? I had a choice. Would I freak out and get upset and say this is the worst day ever? Or would I choose, choose is a very important word here, would I choose to just not become triggered by this event? So I have a few thoughts on the on the trigger term in our culture today. It's just, first of all, we know it's such a buzzword, right? You hear it everywhere. I'm so triggered. I'm triggered. This triggered me. And it's my position that this is kind of a cop-out, if you think about it. Because when we say, I'm triggered by this, what we're basically doing is excusing whatever we do next, right? So I did this a lot when I was drinking alcohol and I'm over a year into just deciding every day that I'm not going to drink today. I don't know if I won't drink ever again, but I just know the last 16 months of my life have been so much better without alcohol. So what I realized as I went through this journey of peeling back the layers and every day not drinking and what all went into that, what I realized was I was giving away so much of my power in my drinking days by saying, I'm triggered. This is triggering. And what does that mean when you want to drink? Well, it means, of course, I'm going to have a drink. That's cool. I'm going to drink because I'm triggered. This triggered me. This triggered me. That upset me. This triggered me. And what I came to realize was at least the way that I was using the word was just really to justify bad behavior afterwards. You might say it in an argument. Well, I yelled at you, but you triggered me. No, you yelled because you decided to yell, right? So it's like this happened to me and now I'm going to be triggered. And that means, well, whatever it means, right? Who knows? Now, let me very carefully state that, yes, being triggered is absolutely a thing. It is a real and valid emotional response. We do all have past trauma and experiences that can be triggered. I understand it is actually a legit term, and I'm not discounting or minimizing that specific situation at all. But I'm willing to bet that when you've used the statement or when you've heard the statement, I'm triggered, it was probably someone just saying, that really pisses me off and I have a good reason to be mad. And whatever happens next is just because I'm triggered. 
It's evading responsibility for our reaction, which to me is not part of living a joy and purpose-filled life. So in those instances, not when the event is accessing deep trauma responses based on your past, the true trigger, but when it's just a crappy situation that you're upset about in that moment, just make the choice. Don't be triggered. It's a choice. And you know what it takes? One second. And that's why I call it one second joy insurance. If you can check yourself in that one second when emotions will be high, when your feelings in that moment will be very intense and palpable and raw, when your muscle memory tells you, I now need to be upset, that is the appropriate response. Catch yourself. Check yourself in that one second. Because the only thing separating you from joy and having your entire day go down the drain might just be taking a pause and deciding that you will not fall down that slide, right? I mean, it's so fast you could miss it. But don't. You do have the choice. You have the one second choice to say, no, this is not worth my energy today and I will not be triggered. And oftentimes the choice to go with this one second joy insurance choice pathway is at the time when your height of emotions peaks. So for example, when I crashed my car, it was that second of like, oh crap, what did I do? There's a loud sound, my car's moving weird, I'm scared, I'm freaked out, I'm mad, I'm unsure. It was kind of a height of emotion. And you know, if you're in an argument with your spouse or you're upset with your children, the emotions are much, much higher, right? Make that one second joy insurance claim. Make the choice. File the claim. This is not worth my energy today. And I choose to not be triggered. Something else that helped me in my sideswiping incident is something my grandma always told me. I love this. I've repeated it many times in my mind since. I'll never forget we were sitting there having lemonade on her back porch. And we were talking about life as we did. And she said something like, honey, if money can fix it, it's not worth worrying about. And I've got to really set the context for you because my grandma didn't have a lot of money. This wasn't like, oh, money doesn't matter. Money grows on trees. Who cares? It wasn't that at all. It was the true value and importance and function and purpose in your day has so little to do with things that can be solved or made better with money. It's not truly about the cost. It's about if the cost is money, it's really not worth your energy. Yes, my car fix will be expensive. And it was, oh my gosh, it was like $4,000 and it took forever because the parts took months to come in. Oh my gosh, there were so many delays. But again, who cares? It's not really that important. If it can be fixed with money, it's not worth getting upset about. And yes, there are exceptions to that. Money can cause stress. Lack of money can cause stress. Uh, you know, what if you can't afford the car fix? You know, there are so many there are so many responses you could have to what I just said. But I think that the essence of 
of that statement, if it can be fixed with money, it's not that important, is totally, totally self-evident and true. Guardrail two, take a drone perspective. I love this. You know those, you know those drone shots where let's say they're they're showing you a boat in the ocean and the drone starts close and so you see that picture and then in the video, uh, you know, the drone goes way up into the sky and you can see that this huge yacht you saw a few seconds ago is really, once it goes way up into that drone perspective, it's really just a tiny white dot on a vast ocean of space. This huge, massive luxury yacht that I saw in this tight shot on the video from the drone. Once you peel back the shot a few hundred yards or more, you see how totally and absolutely unimportant this tiny white dot of a yacht is on this vast space of ocean, right? So apply that drone perspective to your problem. That X factor 20% problem that is not in your control and threatening to ruin your day. Just zoom out on the shot, guys. Zoom out. Zoom out from the argument with your husband. Zoom out from the car crash. Zoom out from the kids' bad attitudes. Take a drone perspective. Is this problem really a big deal? Is it really that important? Is it possible to take this problem and see that it's actually a tiny speck on the overall view and blessing of your life? And something that helps with that is my third guardrail. Inventory your problem against your blessings. It's such an old saying because it's so true. Count your blessings. So cliche. I'm actually embarrassed to have that in this episode, but it's true. Literally count them. I'm going to do that right now. So I can count this problem very easily. Let's go back to my car crash. It's one item. My car was sideswiped. It's one item. I crashed my car. Now, let me count everything else happening today. Let me inventory my blessings and what is working today. My children are healthy. No one was hurt. We just had a fun family weekend. The car is drivable. It can be fixed with money. And my husband's not pissed, <laughs> right? So list out what went wrong versus what is going right. So far, the score is one to seven. Looks like the blessings win yet again. And that's gonna be true in almost every situation. Zoom out the drone and then inventory your problem against your blessings. It's a simple math equation that points to you're fine and you don't need to be reactive. Instead of what's going wrong when you run into a crappy situation, ask what's going right. And that makes it so much easier to move forward neutrally. Because honestly, it's just an issue of, I don't have the energy to get upset about this one bad thing when I have seven good things happening in the midst of the same scenario. It's simple math. My fourth guardrail is all about action. And if we work together where I take you on as a private client, all we do is come up with a plan. Every single session, 
you get an email at the end of the session with your homework, what we discussed, and I hold you accountable to implement the plan that we've come up with. This is what separates life coaching from therapy. Therapy is sitting and talking about why you're this way, what happened, why you feel how you feel. And while we do tackle some of that in Joy Coaching with Janie, it's really about, cool, we're about today and tomorrow, not yesterday. So I'm about results and moving forward into your life with a plan that feels manageable and helpful and that is every single day walking you toward the life and goals that you've told me that you want. So implement a plan to navigate this crappy situation neutrally. Here's how. I just have to tell you, I have whole podcast episodes about this. One of them is called You're Overwhelmed Because You Have No Plan. And it's all about the most overwhelming part about something frustrating and out of control happening in your day is often that there's no plan to change it. And once you identify the plan and schedule it, the next time you think about that issue, it's much less overwhelming. So here's how that plays out. Okay, so you, you and your husband are disagreeing on something big. Set aside time to discuss it. Pray about it. Institute a plan. Here's another problem. Your kids are not behaving. Okay, what's your plan? Get back to the basics. Print out points charts again, which I d- definitely doing now that my kids are going back to school. We are way out of practice with all our chores and everything that comes along with kids having responsibility in the home. Yeah, so they're not they're not behaving. You can do the points charts, reel in the video games, refresh your family on consequences, institute the plan. And here's how that worked with my suburban fence episode. It was really simple. I create a plan. I made an event in my calendar for the next business day that just said, call the mechanic to get Suburban fixed. Once I did that, it was out of my mind. Because the crappy situation, yes, had happened, but I now have a plan to fix it. And until it's time to live out that plan, there's literally nothing to do. And I should save my energy for other things. Because I could have scheduled that, hey, call the mechanic to fix the Suburban in my calendar, could have scheduled that and then I could have just stewed on it the rest of the day. Why did I do that? How did I, how did I not see that fence? I'm so mad at myself. Where are we going to find the money to pay for this repair? I could have just stewed. But again, my energy is too important to waste on something that can be solved with money and quite frankly, doesn't matter how I feel about it anymore. And it doesn't matter what situation could have arose so that it didn't happen, because it did. So I'm not gonna waste time stewing in those negative thoughts. So when life happens, when the kids misbehave or your husband's being frustrating or that deal fell through at work, when all those unforeseen things come up, you don't have to fall into the slide of this is the worst day ever and I hate my life. You can simply keep walking on that fabulous life-giving path that you're on that requires your incredible and unique energy that needs to be protected because your amazing vibe is something only you can offer this world. And it's so much more valuable 
that being triggered and letting one bad situation or unforeseen circumstance bulldoze your day. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow, girl.